It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Q, I don't know if you've reached the point of emotional detachment from this, to this team as it relates to the week-to-week game outcomes like I have. But I'm curious with how this latest game affected you as the Bears blew, they t- blew a 12-point lead with four minutes left in the game. How did that, how did that arrive with you? If the Bears were a competitive team with a coaching staff and roster that I would love to retain, uh, this would have hurt. This would have hurt real bad. This, this was a tough loss. However, I reached a point of emotional attachment from this team somewhere in the Vikings game when they lost that game. Somewhere between uh, Justin Fields' dislocated thumb and, and them failing to come back for the Vikings. And that's that's when all hope for the 2023 season and emotional attachment to this particular team, this particular season, faded. Now, yeah. after losses, I just look at up Tankathon um, and see where our current two picks are. That's it. I've yeah. I've already I've already progressed to looking at who our next two top prospects are going to be. Shout out Marvin Harrison Jr. Another touchdown. That's just a that's a generational guy that would just look. Wonderful in a Bears uniform. I can see it right now. <laughs> Go and give him that number 18 right now. Give it to Marvin. I kind of laughed as that game ended, man. As Caden, as Aiden Hutchinson punted the ball into the stands, I, I kind of <laughs> laughed. <laughs> I, I, I do this show. I do another show under the uh, Fans First Sports Network umbrella for the Steel Curtain Network, right? On Fridays, um, one of my co-hosts bet me that the Lions wouldn't win. 
He says I bet I made that bet. I don't know. I don't remember making that bet. But anyway, I took the it, it, I I didn't argue with them. And as the Bears blew that game to take their losing streak within a division of 12, I couldn't help but laugh, right? One, because now I ain't had to get on camera on live and explain why I thought the Bears win, <laughs> why I thought the Bears could actually beat Detroit and win consecutive games for the first time since mid-2021. But, right. but also, it's going back to that Ouroboros thing that we talked about. That Ouroboros example that I brought up a few episodes. Shout out, Loki. Shout out, Loki. Great. Great season, man. How did you like it? Great series. Yeah. Marvel did their thing with that one. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Hey, Jonathan Majors is a dope actor. Man. Uh, his Victor Lively character and his Kane character, man, that was he was great in that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. They did they that was the right person to choose to um play different people from the same body. Like he got that. Yeah, he he got that in space. He can act his ass off. But not to go too far, but the Ouroboros example we brought up a couple of weeks back is it a perfect example of the Bears. It's an endless cycle of repeated failure from this team. He he who remains must have been a Packer fan. <laughs> <laughs> because they we are big. We, oh, we, we keep getting punished the same way. And and we gotta it torturing this fan base. And we gotta keep reliving this trauma week after week after week. <laughs> it's, it was funny. It was funny to me when uh I'm watching um Darnell Wright saunter. I wouldn't even call it jogging, I wouldn't call it running. It was just he was sauntering as he as he's watching the ball go into the end zone. <laughs> It was just funny, man. Um, man, and with 31 seconds left, I knew there was no hope, but I just wanted to see how they would end this one. And uh, it ended the exact way that you can't have it end if you're a Justin Fields fan. Right now, Justin Fields is fighting for his career in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And you got to display some, some, some clutch gene. I mean, the, it's not his fault the defense – gave up two touchdowns, although it is on him in the offense that they were not able to salt away any of the clock and gave up a three and out. Went three and out right after the I believe they went three and out right after the Lions scored a touchdown and weren't mm-hmm. able to pin the Lions deep. So wow. They all it, it's it's a team responsibility. I've I've seen fans online blame defense. I've seen them blame Justin Fields. No, this is a complete team failure. They all had a hand in this. Uh shout out to the coaching staff. They had both their hands in this loss. <laughs> uh, it's it's the same thing, you know. Justin, uh, the Broncos game ended with, uh, well, it didn't end right there, but the Broncos tied the game up on a costly Justin Fields mistake, a fumble. The Buccaneers game ended on a costly Justin Fields turnover, interception um, on the screen in the end. So now the play calling isn't good, but Justin, you can't have three games that end like this. That's it's inexcusable. With you brought it up, man. I'm, I'm gonna ask you on a level of ridiculousness on that on a ridiculous scale. Where does losing this game 
how we lost this game, where does that fit versus how we lost the, to Tampa Bay? Uh, this one hurts more than Tampa because uh, Tampa, we were fighting an uphill battle the entire game. We were right there, but I believe Tampa led the – maybe we had a lead in the first quarter, but Tampa pretty much controlled that game most of the first half, all of the second half, and then we kind of got back in and gave Bears fans a hope um, uh, trying to fix the temporal uh, auroras, trying to fix the loom. <laughs> We've been trying to fix this loom. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. The, t- the the branches are going crazy. Um, not to spoil anything for you all if you haven't seen, but the branches are going crazy. <laughs> the, 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 the loom can't fix. It can't be fixed. Man. <laughs> so after this game, the Bears continue to be O and what would it be O and nine this year in games in which we turn the ball over. So obviously our, our largest issue is self-inflicted mistakes and it's turnovers. It took a while for that to happen in this game. We didn't have any turnovers until the last play. <laughs> so as soon as that ball no, came out, it sounded like Scott did fumble. Let's look. Tyler Scott did well, he fumble. Didn't, we, on, didn't, uh, we, didn't, we didn't lose it though. We didn't lose it. Oh, you're right. We recovered it. Okay. That just cost right, us. Right. Uh, you're right. You're right. We did not lose that. Okay. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's literally, like you said, Ouroboros. I don't know if I pronounced it right. Ouroboros is the same thing. No matter how many times we try to fix that loom and get that fixed, those branches are still going to do what they do. Kang knew it. Yep. Kang knew it. Kang knew it. Kang knew it. <laughs> yeah. I, I get he is a Packer fan. He's doing this to us, man. He, he keep He keep. Making us relive this. We we doesn't matter we had what a reality ridiculous. we go to. We're 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 bad, and even mm-hmm. if the Packers are good, whether they're bad, it all ends the same for us. Terrible. That I thought that I thought the way we lost to Tampa Bay was the saddest turnover I've ever seen. But this turnover, <laughs> man, that was so sad. I'm thinking to myself, like, man, we finna go to overtime. I finna get so I finna steal some more fantasy points. And then Listen, there was 31 seconds left. You had the ball at the 25. All you need is about a couple medium passes. I mean, nowadays at an indoor stadium, that's Santos mm-hmm. range. Yeah. You got three, three, good. What? Three first downs. Yeah, we going to overtime. Yeah. That's, I mean, these kickers, these kickers are nailing 55 yard field goals indoors. Like it's almost automatic. Good kickers yep. gonna nail a 55 yard with, with no win. Man, look, I was thinking this. I told you, I, I had overtime on the brain. But then Hutchinson pushes Darnell Wright into Justin's lap, strip sack, and the ball just, you know, hilariously rolls out of bounds. Jaden uh, Hutchinson is um, – Aiden, sorry, not Jaden. Aiden Hutchinson is starting to become a, a villain in this Bears-Lions uh, series. He's definitely he's becoming a villain. He's a problem. He's a, Intercepting he's a problem. passes – Creating havoc. There's times where he doesn't even get a sack. I remember it was the, the the game against the Lions last year. Justin, you know, Justin gets to that uh, gets to that edge out the pocket, and he beats people. Even if you have a little angle on him, Aiden played the perfect angle, and Justin probably had a 15, 20 yard run, but Aiden took the angle away and tapped him at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that guy's definitely yeah. a problem. Yeah, 
Yeah, him. He's gonna um, be in Detroit Jack, a long time. Him, Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell's coming along too. Uh, we talked about them. Iowa Man, boys, long. man. Yeah. Laporte. Laporte didn't even have a big game. Didn't make a lot of noise. He had a big catch in that in that fourth quarter, though. One of those uh, ex, uh drive extenders. Yeah, that two bucket worst was the one that killed us. Sorry, Bears fans, but you're going to be seeing a lot of Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, and Aiden Hutchinson the rest of this decade. All those guys, Lou. All of those guys are under. All those guys are under 25, I believe. Mm-hmm. Got to deal with them the rest of the decade. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I mean, we just got to get our. We just got to get our house in order, man. We'll let Detroit do what Detroit do, man. Whatever. Our, our pizza's still better. So is our skyline. Nobody goes to Detroit for a vacation or a drive through. You, you, not to offend any Detroit listeners out there, but come on now. We we roll our windows up and lock our car doors and just drive through your city. There's no reason to stop and get out. The Lions don't even play in Detroit. What does that tell you? They don't even play in the city of Detroit. Neither do the Pistons. Nope. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh. All right, you you talked about Justin Fields fighting for his career, fighting for his career in Chicago and maybe as a starter anywhere else. Let's talk about his performance. First game back after missing four games with the uh, dislocated thumb. What did you – were there any positives that you took from this? Yeah, um, he was very decisive um, in terms of – if he didn't see it, getting out the pocket and uh, finding this check down or or running for it. This was the Justin we saw last year when he was mm-hmm. playing his his best football down the stretch. I thought um, the deep ball to DJ Moore was beautiful. I actually thought the deep pass that was over the outstretched hands of Tyler Scott was, was actually a, a fairly decent ball. He could have... Uh, he could have he could have thrown a better ball, but that, that still should have been completed. Uh, a better pass, Tyler Scott would have walked into the end zone. At minimum, Tyler Scott should have had a 30-40 yard gain. Also, he mm-hmm. he missed tied. He beat the corner and then he slowed down. I don't know if he lost the ball in the lights. I'm not sure what uh that stadium looks like. Uh and I I, I remember Tyler Scott was talking to addressing in the pro game pre- press conference. I missed it. Um so I thought Fields for a guy that's been off for is it five weeks, six weeks? Four. Four weeks. Four weeks. Four uh, we missed four games, so five weeks. For a guy that um you know has an issue on his on his throwing hands, I thought he played really good. You saw the hand bothered him. I also thought the Lions uh, had a really good game plan. Uh they mixed blitzes, they mixed coverages, and, and Justin for the most part diagnosed all of that. He didn't throw an interception in twenty three passes. He didn't even have a he had maybe one pass. That was nearly picked. Brian Branch is a hell of a player, too. That's another guy we got to deal with the rest of the decade. Brian Branch from Alabama. Um, he undercut a DJ Moore pass. It was probably a little bit late, but uh, it was still a hell of a play by the defender. Um, so I thought Justin, I thought he, I, I thought he played well. It was 17 to 23, but the late game issue still popped up. He took a, he took an ugly sack. When we were nearing field goal position, that pushed us. It was like on second and, and eight, second and six or something, and it dropped us to third and 14. And you can't have those type of mistakes at the end of the game. 
uh, the fumble was bad, and the clock management between the, him and the, uh, uh, the quarterback and the coach, that's who I placed the clock management uh, burden on. You know, coach got to call plays that, you know, will keep the clock running. The quarterback has to, you know, complete passes, do little things to keep the clock running. And the Bears just mismanaged that in the last four minutes. So overall, Justin's performance, I would give it about a C, C plus, considering he, he was all four games, the competition. I give it about a C. C, an average game. Wow. I, I, I liked everything I saw from Justin. I mean, even even that fumble, I don't blame that fumble on him. I mean, you I mean he 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 is coming back from a dislocated thumb. So yeah. rip may not be the you know his strongest suit oh, right sure. now. He, he shook his hand a lot. Yeah. He shook his hand um, a lot. He died when he saw the pressure, he got loose. He got he got a little out yeah. of the pocket. He didn't stand there and wait for somebody to hit him. For the most part, he was killing, killing the Lions on, on the what his legs. Killing. I think he had like yeah. 80 yards rushing. Um yeah. that that touchdown pass to DJ. A beautiful. Bomb. It was beautiful. a dime. I, man, that's that's a franchise quarterback. When he plays like that, that's yeah. a QB one. Um yeah. I, I would grade I I graded it you know, B plus. In fact, I'm going A. I give him an A just because he had he had missed the whole month. It looked like yeah. you know <laughs> it looked like he was paying attention to what his backup was doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what was funny is it was very Tyson Badgett like in terms of okay, if the defense is in zone cover giving us a cover four look. I'm going to throw underneath, get to my check down. He used Cole Komet very well um, early in that first half. And, and Komet was able to uh, – good run after the catch, um, using that 6'6", 260-pound frame to get extra yards after contact. Mm-hmm. So I, I did like what Justin did. And, and, and a C isn't really a harsh C. It's just – maybe it's a frustration C because you look at – you can't end the game – Maybe it's a flashback to the Broncos and the Buccaneers. You got to stop ending these games on turnovers. You know, um, I got to look at that last play again. Uh, maybe from the coaches. I, I don't know if Justin, if there was nothing downfield, if he waited too long to pull the trigger. But one of the things that, that's been Justin's, maybe his biggest weakness since he's been a Bear, because the kid's got an arm. He can throw. He's got all the, he's got all the physical tools you look for in a quarterback. And then some, the pocket awareness. Um, it's, it's 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 not good. It's not good at all. So I gotta see. Um, Darnell Wright did get beat, but it looked like Man. again. I'm going off. I'm 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 going off. Only the live look. I did not rewatch the game yet. Um, but it looked like Justin was staring somebody down on his weak side, and that's how Hutchinson was able to get him a strip. In addition to Darnell Wright getting beat like a drum. But it looked like I, I gotta look. I gotta look at it again. It looked like Justin uh, got into that bad habit of, of staring somebody down. Maybe he's looking for a pass the window to get open. But you you, you got to be aware in that situation because there's 31 seconds left. They know you're not going to waste time running the ball, so the edge rush is going to pin their ear back. Everybody that's rushing the quarterback is pinning their ears back. They are not concerned about the run game right now. So I gotta go look. I gotta say, um, just off first watch. I probably give Justin a C because I uh, uh, I'm I'm very big on guys playing situational football and being aware down distance and time. So 
if they put off a win, I, I certainly would have had Justin as an A. Yeah, the only thing bad about that last play was that Justin and he didn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you, you're right. He was looking at the opposite side. Aiden, Aiden was bearing down on him because he had just beaten Darnell Wright bad. Uh, Darnell Wright was in his back pedal the whole time. I mean, yeah. hey, hey, bro, hey, bro, you got, <laughs> you got to hit the guy. It's <laughs> football guy. I mean, and then and then he lazily, you know, chased the ball. Like, hey, I mean, the game is on the line. You want to die for it or something? I thought uh, this guy was something. a great athlete for three thirty. Was that his athleticism on display, or was that which part of the intensity was that that we saw? <laughs> okay, we hear we hear about the hits philosophy. We hear about how athletic Darnell Wright is. What was missing there? Was it the athleticism or was it the hits? It was not all saying hits. jump on that. <laughs> it was all hits. It was all hits. Yeah, well, it, it it was uh let's see. So, you know, I played a little I played a little offensive line back in high school. Uh the worst thing they tell you, your the sideline should never be able to read your number. As soon as the ball was uh, was spiked, he had 58 showing to everybody on the sideline. I mean, Aiden Aiden had a free he had a free run, he had a free run. And then he didn't I mean, he just Aiden beat him so bad. That's why I can't really give Aiden Justin. Aiden, Aiden beat him a few times that game badly. And it was Justin Fields' athleticism that spared Darnell Wright uh, and Darnell Wright's holding. He did, he did that. That, 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 that kind of made that not as much of an Aiden game as it could have been. Aiden, Aiden was wrecking stuff on that edge. And Aiden's a very good player. Uh, but, you know, you hear a lot of Bears fans, uh, they love highly on Darnell Wright, and they call him his future all-pro, future pro. I don't know if I see that from Darnell Wright. He's certainly a starter. He's a good player. But I don't, I don't know if I'm as high on Darnell Wright as some of the pro Bear pundits are. I've been saying it for the most, for the most part of this, uh, this season. I didn't think I, mean, I think he was average to above average most most games. Um, I mean, he's a rookie. Um, one thing yeah. I hate about Darnell Wright is that is that number. I hate that he's wearing a linebacker number. It it annoys the hell out of me. But you know that's neither What's here nor there. Was that Roquan? That was Roquan's number, right? Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Yeah, that was his number. Oh man, I missed that guy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, that's other than that. I mean. Darnell Wright's been okay. He's been he's been passable. I'm yeah. not gonna. I can't. Yeah. Other than that, that play was bad. That play was bad. He's given up some sacks throughout the season. I mean, everybody does, but that play was bad. Yes, very it was just, it was bad. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, like you say, pro the pro bear pundits out there, they're giving they're giving the offensive line their their kudos this this uh, um, today. They saying the line played great, and not saying they didn't. Not saying they didn't. Mm-hmm. But we've said it more more time more times than once that a lot of teams don't really come after the Bears like that. They they feel like they they send a lot of guys back in coverage and they let the four get, get you. Home. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is the Justin Fields dynamic. A lot of teams uh, different from last year. They're not playing as much man against them because if you got your head turned to the quarterback, you're in man chasing the receiver, uh, mm-hmm. and Justin takes off. When your guys turn their head and this guy's bearing down on you coming downhill running a four three, you're toast. Even an athletic DB, 
you're not going to be able to break down and bring justice down. So you 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 kind of want to have that spy, that linebacker spy. Um, I've seen a lot of teams just employ a linebacker. You're just going to spy. That's mm. that's it. So you have a lot of teams employing the spy. I even seen uh, I got to go back and look at. I saw teams um spying with two linebackers, but a lot of teams also uh sit in zone, um, uh, because it's 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 easier to stop a a scrambling cornerback if you're in zone. But also, um, Justin hasn't exactly picked zone apart many times this year, so that's another reason you're gonna have teams that that rush four and sit in zone. Yeah, well, that's a good call. Um, that's, I mean, the, the, again, the, uh, Justin, he was getting out the pocket and doing a lot. He was very successful in a lot of things that he did, but we got to start losing games in that, in that fashion. It is pretty embarrassing. Yeah, it, it is demoralizing. I, again, for the, for Eberflus, for the Eberflus era, it doesn't get more demoralized. I don't even know if that can, if that era, if this team could be more demoralized you know, with the with their record, six and twenty-two in this era. Um yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I like how you um, I like how you said they had nine losses this year. They haven't achieved their nine ninth loss yet. Oh, they're um, only they're only three and eight. Shout out to um, Loki. You're, you're, you're clearly in the different era of the uh <laughs> the TVA. So you <laughs> can, uh, uh 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 Mr. Pay, can you not score the rest of the season for our listeners at home? My bad. <laughs> I time slipped to the future. My bad. <laughs> Your time slipped to another law song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to find a win, but I couldn't. And uh, I'm just realizing we are on primetime TV next week. Can you stop doing that? NFL schedule makers, stop putting us out there, letting everybody see us. The house is dirty. Don't invite people over when the house ain't clean. Give me a heads up. It's right there. Oh, we do. We do got to – we play – Minnesota Monday Night Football. Why? <laughs> That's probably yeah. the game Justin Jefferson come back. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Where was I at? All right. So the Pro Bear pundits have been very complimentary of the offensive line. I'm hearing it a lot this week. Um, you know, another thing I'm hearing a lot from from people, do you get a Bears credit just for being competitive in this game? Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I did like the way they compete and they came out. There was a lot of intensity 
And I like that they played loose. The defense was aggressive. Uh, they were getting after golf. Uh, we saw Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat get a sack. We saw Justin Jones getting some pressure. Javon Dexter played very well. Uh, shout out to Ryan Poe's second round pick. You know, we've been critical of Poe's and, and his picks and trades. Javon Dexter's starting to look like a, uh, starting to look like a man um, in that middle. <sighs> You're an NFL team. This is year two of the rebuild. I'm not just giving kudos just for competing anymore. You should be competing. You should be competing. That's what you're there for. Uh, they did cover. Like, I, I thought they would cover um, in last week's episode. They covered. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to start getting some wins. The, the competitive thing, this is getting old. And like you mentioned earlier, I've seen this too much. I've heard this too much. This goes back to the day Juan said days, you know, being 4-12 and 12 and hanging with teams or uh, Dick Jerron, besides the the thirteen and three team competing well, same thing um, in the Lovey era when we when we had uh, a couple bad teams. Well, the Tressman era was was just awful, but the John Fox era, we heard you know they're competitive. I'm I'm tired of being competitive. It's it's time to win games. It's time for the coach and staff to not get out coached in the second half and down the stretch. That that's 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 what we need. I feel like in, in half of our losses, we've been out coached and out executed in the last quarter. I think if there was a chance of Iberflus coming back, I think this game might have been the nail in the coffin for his third year as a bear, as Bears head coach. <laughs> his nail in the coffin is capping a long time ago. <laughs> well, if there was game, a this... glimmer of hope. No, it's nice. definitely gone. Nah, it, it, the Bears again six and twenty-two, six and twenty-two. And what's funny about this is that people are saying, "Man, I'm glad they just competed." The Bears are so bad that people are have turned. They, they're not even a football team anymore. They are a horseshoe team because you know, as the saying goes, "Close only counts in horseshoes and uh, hand grenades." So the Bears aren't even football. They're not even playing football no more. They play in a different sport. No, that's why they keep losing. That's we figured it out. They keep losing because they're not even playing the right sport. It's crazy because, um, yeah, I watch a lot of football. Um, so I, I watch a lot of other games. I watch them on replay. And every time you see a team, you know, uh, broadcasters, they got to read from the same NFL script. For example, I was watching a Raiders game and. I, who were they playing? It was the week before they played the Bears, and I think they were heading towards a W. And you know how they put that screen up at the end and show your remaining schedule or immediate schedule. And they were talking about how favorable the Raiders' schedule was, and they pointed out the Bears. And the week before, I believe it was the Vikings played the Bears. They did the same thing. The Bears are that team that other bases, even other NFL broadcasters, when you're when the Bears pop up on the schedule, it's uh, you got an easy schedule. There's a, there's a there's a win you can get when you're 500 mm-hmm. team. This is your momentum. You got the Bears as one of your teams. Hell, I saw uh, the Panthers fan base describing how they could win prior to the Bears game. This is maybe our second win, or so it's it's, it's definitely demoralizing. The Bears are that. The Bears are that Madden. When you get that Madden and you want to get that win and, and, 
and 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 start off well, you put the game on rookie or pro. <laughs> That's what the Bears are. They've been a homecoming team. Did I team you schedule yes. a homecoming? Definitely, definitely, we are the team that you 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 put us on homecoming. You put us, you, you let her, you let all your family and your girlfriend know that, hey, this is the game you show up. I'm finna, I'm finna clown on these dudes. And you get your stats up. You get, you go party. You go, you go crunch. And you know, thanks, Bears. You, you set me up. You're, you're, you're my, you're the perfect wingman. You set me up for an awesome perfect night. Perfect wingman. Yeah. <laughs> How many road wins do the Bears have in this Eberflus era? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good trick. I mean, question. there's only six wins that I, I can name them off the top of my head. That's the one thing about Eberflus. So we know they, they beat the, the the 49ers in Texas at home last year, and they beat the Patriots. The Patriots is a road game. Those three wins. We got three wins this year, Commanders, Panthers, uh, and Raiders. Two road wins is what I count. And an Eberflus era. We're, we're in the second half of the second year, and we have two road victories. One over the Patriots, one over the Commanders. Neither was a good team. Neither is a good team, or was even at the point that we played them. We have not beat a team over 500 in a row in ages. I couldn't even tell you when. Man, that hurts my heart. So, in the Eberflus era, you you called it out. We bit we did beat the Commanders earlier this season at at DC. And you know, before I go further. Did you hear the news about uh, they didn't have no hot water after the game at uh, at the D, uh, FedEx I, field? I, I definitely read. The commanders are just as embarrassing as us. <laughs> uh, just as embarrassing as us. You get washed at your home field in a pivotal game to keep whatever playoff hopes you had alive, live, and then you can't even wash up after the game. <laughs> That's awful. Maybe Max Johnson yeah. said they didn't deserve to have hot water. I can't blame them, but maybe they don't deserve hot water over in D.C. I mean, it was I the Giants and, and Commanders. It's the Giants and Commanders. If there's a shortage on hot water, don't don't send it there. <laughs> the last time well, the out, Bears... Shout out to the Commanders letting the Giants get that win. We were talking about that. We needed the Giants mm-hmm. to get some win. Shout out, Commanders. We needed, we needed you all. You showed up for us. Yeah. The last time the Bears did this, the last time the Bears won a road game over a team that was over 500 was October 10th, 2021, when we beat the three and two um, Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. That was McDaniel's last season as head coach over there, right? He got fired midway through during that season, right? Well, actually, they were three and one. They were three and two after. After okay. that game, so yeah, that was John Gruden. John Gruden was the coach. Gruden, I'm sorry, I called. I said McDaniel's. Okay, same guy. Yeah, yeah. Same guy. <laughs> There's no difference. Same guy. <laughs> same guy. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, man, it's been a while, man. We can't be trusted to beat. Can't be trusted to beat anybody. So you can almost bet against the bears on a money line every week. They might spoil you if you win on a spread, but I, I, I figured they would, there would be a cover in that game, but you can, yeah, it's a sure thing. You want to make some money, probably I, bet against the bears on money line. I got to it late, man. I saw, I saw when I saw it on DraftKings. It was the spread was seven. And I was like, Ugh, 
right. I missed it because it was that 10. I should have got it. When it got to it dropped down to seven, like, all right, so I can't take the Bears right here. I took I took Detroit at no. seven and pff, Bears covered. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Bears being a single digit road dog, that man, that's that doesn't sit right with me. And this this year, that's that's tough, especially against an offense like the Lions. So mm-hmm. I, I I definitely I stayed away from it. I wasn't confident enough to bet on the Lions or the Bears for this one, but I, I kind of had a figure when it kind of had a um, inkling that when it was eight and a half, I, I kind of, I, I felt the Bears would, would cover that one. That seven is too risky, though. Yeah. All right. So Justin did come back. He looked, he looked good. He looked, he showed exactly why he's better to tee back. He showed exactly why he's a quarterback one and should be without a shadow of a doubt. So what does it mean? Going forward, what does this performance mean? Are we is this a sign of things to come? Obviously, you don't know unless you start trying time slipping again, <laughs> going going to the future. But does this does this type of performance say tail tail pose? Like, you know what? We need to build around him. We need to not concern ourselves with any quarterback coming out of college, but that's that's our guy. Build around him and you know. Fix that. Fix all our holes. Use our picks to fix holes elsewhere. No, this isn't enough. Uh, not enough yet to solidify Justin Fields' future going forward. Um, I think it solidifies his future going forward as an NFL quarterback. So I think this is the exact type of film you put out that other teams look and they say, "Look at that pass to DJ Moore. Look at his athleticism." Look how he is able to frustrate a good Lions defense. We we talked about the numbers on the Lions defense. They're a good defense. They've got stars at all three levels now. Uh, the mm-hmm. strange strange times in Detroit. They got studs at all three levels. So I think you look at a team who may be outside of the top five to ten who won't be able to get one of those you know elite quarterbacks. Justin still has a lot of attraction. You know, I don't I don't know what how highly the Titans uh um I know Will Levis had a very good debut, but he's kind of tempered off. You know, a team like the Titans, Falcons, you know, one of those teams, I could definitely see the, the Buccaneers, I could definitely see one of them uh wanting to acquire Justin Fields and and make it a, a nice sending a nice package that polls will probably take. So, no, I don't think this was enough to solidify Justin Fields' future in Chicago. I think it does. I think it does probably solidify his future as someone that will be starting next year in the NFL. But as far as Chicago, um, I, I really don't know if there's anything Justin could do. I mean, he's he's heading to a next contract. And as a starting quarterback, minimum, you've got to pay it. There's no starting quarterback. That you're gonna get this making less than twenty five million. So I don't I don't know twenty five. If you think I think I think the base, I think I think the floor for a starting quarterback is in the mid thirties now. Yeah, and and um has Justin done enough to justify a a thirty five and he's a he's a former first round pick. You know, his age is gonna say this guy's a first round pick. Um he finished top ten in the MVP race in 2021 he has value and daniel jones got paid 40 million 
Mm-hmm. That's the quarterback market now. So his mm-hmm. agent now, Daniel Jones has to live up to that contract, and that contract comes with a lot of uh, things where the Giants can escape out of it. But I don't see Justin Fields' agent coming to the negotiation negotiation table and accepting anything less than thirty two starting off. So yeah, you're you're, you're right. Uh, yeah, that's 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 probably what it is for a starting quarterback. So I, I if if um if I'm polls, if I'm trying to read polls, I can't say that other than Justin Fields playing otherworldly the, the remainder of the season. I can't say that makes polls say this is my quarterback one going forward. Stamp them. I'm not a, I'm not evaluating quarterbacks with these picks. I'm simply filling roster holes. Ideally, that would be what we want, but uh, no, I don't think this does. It's a dereliction of duty if he doesn't kick the tires on every top prospect coming out oh, yeah. of, coming out of college. Everyone, you you just like how he did last year when he was like, ah, well, you know what? We're not we're not. We're not sold going in any direction. We, you know, we put put it out there like, you know, we Justin might be our quarterback, or he yeah. might not be. You know, that's exactly yeah. the same way you got to do it this year. Yeah, and but this year you got to be serious about it. <laughs> you actually yeah. got to do your homework this year. Uh, Justin, he he has these incredible highs, and last and this past Sunday, it, it wasn't his best game, but it was a it was a good game. You you want you happy with what you saw. Unfortunately for Justin, he also has these inconsistent lows. He has yeah. his, he has that penchant to lose the game on turnovers. Um, he has a penchant to taking sacks. These are the type of things you you worry about as far as if I'm going to pay you, you know, quarter, starting quarterback, franchise quarterback money. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is getting paid forty million dollars, and he's a bridge yeah. quarterback. Um, they, yeah. they, like you said, they gave him a contract that they they could they could get out of. Um, what did Derek Carr get? Do you know offhand? Not off. Speaking of bridge quarterbacks, Derek Carr. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Derek Carr signed a four-year, $150 million contract with the New Orleans Saints, which includes a $28.5 million signing bonus, $100 million guaranteed of, with an annual average annual salary of $37.5 million. Wow. Derek Carr. That's probably about but, what, you would, probably what you would end up paying Justin Fields. And, uh, and let me, and let me yeah. tell you this. And, and, and flat out, flat out, Justin Fields is better than Derek Carr. 
I wouldn't argue with that. Derek Carr is <sighs> he had some good years in, in Oakland, but as of right yeah. now, Derek Carr is uh dumpster juice. He is not that good anymore. He is I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the Saints would be a team that'll be doing their due diligence in next year's draft. Now, fortunately for them, they won't be able to get as long as the draft projections maintain, they 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 won't be deciding on Derek May or uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, May. Uh, May or Caleb Williams or Penix. Those won't be part of their decision making process if, unless they trade up, and they'd have to put together a hell of a package where they're at right now. I think uh, right now they're sitting in the um, mid range, but that's another team that could be looking for another quarterback next year. Yeah, yeah. All right, final question on Der- on Derek um, Justin Fields and his um, and what this means going forward. Pittsburgh, I don't know if you watched the game. Kenny Pickett looked like crap. They I don't like to watch clean. Steelers games. Yeah, it, it's TJ Watts, but I don't want to see uh, any Steelers offense. Um, I'm I'm just surprised that Najee Harris is still starting back there. He's been. Running for maybe three yards of carry, <laughs> maybe not for long. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the the Jalen Warren era should have started last year sometime. I don't. I was was Najee was a late first round pick of theirs. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why. Uh, I think everybody and all of us in in fantasy football who have been rostering Jalen Warren, please start that era now. Start that era, please. Even even as observers, start that error. The reason I bring him up is Kenny Pickett looked like trash. Their offense has been brutal all season. So, what if they're also in the quarterback market come this uh, come this off season? Oh, uh, very possible. And despite there being there's maybe five or six guys with possible first round grades next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look around the state of the NFL, there's a lot of teams that are not happy with their quarterback situation. I mean, off the top of my head, who's who's probably off the top of my head, there's probably about eight teams which are probably satisfied with their quarterback situation head into next year. You know, there there's some teams who are probably, you know, married to their guy for another couple of years, but there's not a lot of teams happy with their quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. What would you want from Pittsburgh? What would I if want from Pittsburgh? Them. If they came calling uh, for Justin, what would you want? I, I'm getting it back in blood. So <laughs> whatever whatever Justin Fields' market value is, add another second-round pick in there. That's what you're going to do. We're getting it back in blood for the Chase Claypool robbery. Nah, Pittsburgh, <laughs> you got to run that back. <laughs> Come outside, Pittsburgh. We need that fade. Or we need what's in your pockets. Because what you did, mm-hmm. what you did to us last year, the trade deadline, what a cool. Y'all knew what Chase Claypool was. You could have started out a rookie GM. You ain't have to do us. Still a nation. That wasn't right. That wasn't, that wasn't right. right what y'all did to us last year. So no, whatever, whatever you, whatever Justin Fields market value is, I saw one uh one commentator say he's probably just outside the first round. Still is you you giving us a first round pick, and you're giving us a third. So whatever Justin Fields, this is a dice game, and Pittsburgh gonna show up. We like, yeah, we know, we know he got money. Let's run his pockets. He ain't even get, he don't even get to throw the dice. Let's just run his pockets right here, right now. 
if Justin Fields is trade, his market is like you say, like a high second, maybe a first. Um, yeah, I'm gonna need a first. I'm gonna need a third, and I'm probably gonna need another another fourth or a fifth, just just for you, just for you. Knowing Ryan Poles, um, Pittsburgh will sell him on George Pickens. <laughs> 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 and they'll give us either Pickens or Deontay Johnson and a and a day three pick. <laughs> no one falls. He falls in love with uh moving draft picks for wide receivers. So somebody you know, told Justin me. Dilemma, uh not to cut you off. Would you be opposed? You you said the Bears gotta kick their tires on a quarterback. And you've been a Bears fan almost as long as I've been. I mean, you 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 you've seen great teams or great defenses who were definitely Super Bowl worthy that just didn't have the quarterback. The '05 Bears, the '06 Bears, maybe the '01 Bears, the 2018 Bears. Is it a scenario you see where the Bears draft a quarterback and keep Justin Fields because you got to solve this quarterback dilemma? And if Justin Fields still shows you potential, um, I wouldn't consider it wasting a pick if Justin Fields beats a guy out and you end up trading that guy. He doesn't have the same top 10 value he had on draft day, but you solve your franchise quarter. Or if, you know, that guy beats Justin Fields out and now he has lower trade value, but you solved your quarterback issue. I think it's that dire that the Bears solved the quarterback issue in Chicago that I, that, I'm not opposed to bringing Justin Fields back here in August and drafting a quarterback, whether it be really high, the Caleb Williams era or area, or with that second first round pick, you either trade down or or, or draft a guy who may slip outside the, the top. Five. I don't know where the, where the Bears' own pick is right now. I know they're at three wins. Are they still top? They're they're, they're number five with that with with their own pick. Yeah, I think they're still in the top five with their own pick. Um, that being said, would you be opposed to that? Of course, I know. I, no, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think that's the best course of action. I don't. I don't foresee Justin bottoming out uh, with the last however many games we got left in the season. Uh, definitely not to the point where you just have to. You have no choice but to draft uh, Caleb or whoever. In fact, let me stop right there. Caleb's the only person I want them to draft. Caleb's the only person that I would entertain. I don't want Drake. I don't want Bo. I don't want JJ. None of that stuff. Don't, don't, don't play with me like that. Caleb or bust. If we can't get Caleb, then the, the decision for me, the decision's already there. You're gonna have to just go ahead and pick, you know, extend Justin. Um, we get Caleb, we draft Caleb, and you bring Justin back to camp. You tell Justin just straight to his face with his new coach. And we'll talk about that a little part later. With his new coach, like, hey, Justin, you got to beat him out. Because I drafted him. So you obviously know I like him. Right, yeah. Else. But you got to beat him out. If you don't beat him out, guess what you're going to be, you know, come um, mid-October? Somewhere else. You're going to be on another squad. Exactly. Probably not even, probably not even out, mid-October. Yeah. Probably not even mid-October at the end of training camp. Yeah. Man, in the training camp, <laughs> Pack your bags. You're going to you're going to the land of three rivers, and they're gonna give us another first round pick. Um, so I brought this up. 
you you've been talking about it for a little bit for the, for this episode. How Eberflus is sixteen six and twenty two as a hedge coach of the Bears. I think it's pretty much set in stone. We're going to we're going to go in a different direction at the end of the season. I, yeah, yeah. Getty's out. Eberflus out. All of them dudes are gone. And we already don't have. We already got rid of the running back coach, defensive coordinator. So this, those jobs are already open. So maybe yeah. have have you been looking at whom who do you want to take this take this uh, over? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I I I do like I like Ben Johnson, the Detroit Lions offensive Bingo. coordinator. Number one, I like him a lot. I think with he's innovative bullet. with good energy. Um, I think he's Matt Nagy. Let me clarify that. I think he's Nagy in terms of bringing in the positive culture, but he's Nagy that can I actually call plays. I think that's what Ben Johnson is. Because Matt Nagy, um, I know we don't look at that error as positive, but you know, the first year he came in there, he was coach of the year. He brought mm-hmm. in some energy. Um, it was the play calling and some of the stubbornness that led to his downfall. But I see the positives in Ben Johnson. But I think Ben Johnson, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Mitch. Of course, Mitch and Mitch, and then Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, and um, but yeah, Mitch was the main problem with that with that era and for that. Club. I think I, I like Ben Johnson. I think um, he had a he had a quote a few weeks back where he talked about um how much he liked Justin Fields and how he can really, you know, he's basically talking about how he can really visualize putting together. A great game plan with uh, Justin Fields. Um, I think Ben Johnson was already, you know, putting in his bid for a uh, head coaching job. Uh, yeah, I would put Ben Johnson mm-hmm. at the top of my list. I would definitely give an interview to um, Jim Harbaugh. I definitely, would. I think he's out. <laughs> I think he's done with college football. <laughs> he's back to the pros. Now, the thing about Jim, Jim comes with a, he he, he comes with a lot of demands. So mm-hmm. I think if you hire Jim. He's also either going to want to be that front office guy or he's going to want to have a big say-so in the mm-hmm. front office. And Poles not giving it up yet. Yeah. Uh, well, it might not be up to Poles. Kevin Warren is a Big Ten guy. You know, mm. there's a connection there. So that's all I'm saying. So I will put Ben at the top of my list, and I would definitely, I would definitely interview Jim Harbaugh. That's cheating ass, man. <laughs> we we listen, might need that. I, we might we might need some cheating on our sideline. We might listen. We, we do something. I'm not mad at Jim <laughs> for cheating. He's trying to win. At least he's passionate about winning. Cheat a little, right? You know, they got Bill Belichick five rings. Why not, man? Listen, I'm, the Patriots have been docked draft picks, but who cares about them draft picks when you got five rings yeah, in 20 years? That. They bring no. they they interview Jim. Jim has to he has to bring St- Connor Stallions with him. If you we can't you cannot hire Jim. Like bring bring the cheat bring bring your cheater guy with you because we we don't need you both. <laughs> yeah, we we need all the help we can. This is right. I, I I can't do fourth place in the in, in the North again. I, I'm tired. I'm tired of coming in fourth, man. Uh, another person uh, you said you hit it out right. I I'm watching that game. And the, the offensive play calling, the, the the play designs that Detroit was having out there, I'm like, dog, I'm Beautiful. so jealous. I'm so jealous. And he resurrected Jared Goff. I mean, he absolutely resurrected Jared Goff's career. Yeah. 
I mean, where Jared Goff was when the Rams got rid of him, I would say he was probably held in lower regard than Justin Fields currently is. I mean, Jared Goff was a guy who was by all means considered the bridge guy in Detroit. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he 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 was he was treading towards he was definitely trending towards Busville. I mean, he he was probably held a little higher than than, than Mitch Trubisky and and amongst NFL circles. So Ben has definitely done wonders with that offense. Now they do have talent in Detroit, but you saw last year with Jamal Williams. That guy led the led the league in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um David Montgomery's a solid running back, but he looks different in Detroit. He looks different. You know, they 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 get their guys in the space, the blocking schemes, the schemes are just they're very good in Detroit. Yeah, Ben Johnson would be at the top of my list. That would be my first interview right when the season ends. Detroit granted permission to talk with Ben during your playoff run. Cause I don't I think the Giants I think the Lions just about wrapped up. They're eight and eight and two. Yeah, they haven't clinched yet, but they 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 will be in the postseason. Yeah, um, they're number two offense in the league. Yeah, that's the num- that's the first call you need to be making up to Ben Johnson, man. I, I don't want to hear no, I don't want to hear nobody's name before his. Not at all. All right, last thing I had, man. Uh, somebody told me, well, I saw this online. Uh, the Bears have become the Detroit Lions of of old. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. And I and I agreed with it, not because of the losses, but because we 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 are the team that spends a lot of assets on wide receivers, and we still lose. So yeah, the, <laughs> if you remember the 2003, 2004, 2005, the first round draft picks for the Detroit Lions were all wide receivers, and they were still Was that losing. Roy Williams, Charlie Rogers, and Calvin Johnson in that order. Is that what it was? Charles Rogers, Roy Williams, Mike Williams. Okay, so I had the order on Williams. Uh, okay, Mike Williams. They drafted okay. Calvin Johnson two years later. So okay, five five years. Four, okay, yeah, five years four wide receivers, and only one of those guys panned out. Only one, only one. <laughs> that that kind of hurt my heart, but it also again that theme of, theme of this episode made me laugh. The dysfunction. And the losses that this team keep giving me. Said, we're not, we're not Detroit. Roy Williams? Do you remember Roy Williams as a bear? Oh, shit. Do you remember that, that I, happened? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> that happened. That happened. <laughs> oh, man. He played in Detroit. He was pretty good in Detroit. He was pretty, he was really good in Dallas. I forgot he came to Chicago for a second for a cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Mike Williams and Charles Rogers, big. T- well, Mike Williams played at USC. Charles Rogers was a Michigan State guy, I think. Um, they was out the league. Yeah, he was fast. Michigan State. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think Rogers or Mike Williams. I don't remember them uh, playing anywhere else besides Detroit. If they did, they were in somebody's training camp that didn't make the team. Uh, yeah. Rogers just didn't stay healthy, and then bottomed out. I think Mike Williams was I- too too slow for the NFL. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I thought I was had I had it back. I thought Mike Williams the one that kept getting hurt. But yeah, he was he no, was a too slow. He was collarbone a couple times. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a little slow for the NFL. He uh he was a big receiver, but he just you know couldn't get open. No, nah, he couldn't. 
Go watch Loki. Wait, which episode was this? Was this 49? This is 48. No, this was uh, 48. Okay. I can't think of a good 48 in Bears history. Uh, Top of my head, it had to be somebody in the secondary. 48. Uh, nah, nothing on top of my head. The last person to wear 40, oh, he's on the team now, Patrick Scales. Oh, long time, long snapper, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I can't think of a former 48, though. Ron Smith, well, that's in the 70s. Alan Ellis, J.D. Runyles, Evan Rodriguez. I remember Runyles. Gabe, Gabe Reed. I remember Gabe Reed, full, uh, tight end slash fullback. Mm. Nobody has made an impact in number 48. Okay. No, nah, 48 is unimpactful. That, that's, that's not a number that anybody requests. <laughs> you know, wearing 48 being good. I can't think of a number four. I can't think of a number 48 in the current NFL that's good. Mm. Nah, man. I can't think of nobody 48. I can't think of anybody ever wore 48 that was like, like he cold. Never. Yeah, I don't that's not a number people request. Nah, it ain't. All right, man. So Hopefully the Bears can start, you know, just you know, keep keep the uh, office looking somewhat good, and Justin Fields can come back uh, and answer some questions. Or I'm gonna have to send it up with he who remains because I'm about sick of this. 